worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan. Wants to buy your seed? Visit MilliganBio.com. Here's what we got going on for today's show on this cloudy day in Regina. SAS Canola is holding a series of meetings this week, agronomy-related meetings. We'll tell you when and where they are in Saskatchewan. A few more cattle prices from the Canfax Cattle Market Update to report on. I spoke with Provincial Cattle Specialist Fonda Froats on that. And a prominent figure within the food industry testified before a federal House of Commons committee. We'll get into what that was all about and what this person said. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour as always. You're listening to Sask Ag today on 620 CKRM. We'll get underway with the show. First, we'll take a quick break. Saskag today will kick off with the weekly cattle market update. This is Saskag today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director Ryan Young. Saskag today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Farm Fresh Water. Fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. All but one feeder heifer weight category had prices to report on, while the feeder steer side was limited to two categories. Provincial Cattle Specialist Fonda Froats has the breakdown of price changes week over week from the Canfax Cattle Market Update for the week ending February 2nd. We had four to 500 pound steers averaging 423.25 per hundred weight with prices ranging between 412 and 448. The average price for five to six hundred pound steers was four oh one sixty seven and ranged between three eighty four and four thirty seven per hundred weight. We had more pricing available on Saskatchewan feeder heifers over the week. Prices ranged from three seventy seven per hundred weight for the four to five hundred pound category to two seventy four fifty for the eight hundred plus pound category. The five to six hundred pound heifers had a week over week increase of eleven sixteen per hundred weight and averaged three forty two fifty eight per hundred weight for the week. She says the feeder market remains strong. And they're overall benefiting from positive futures and the lower feed prices. The limited supply of feeder cattle is also creating some competition and this is especially benefiting the lighter weight feeder cattle. Markets picked up last week as 12,676 feeder cattle in the province were marketed, up from 6,603 reported the previous week. On market-ready cattle, Froats says prices on Alberta cows were mixed last week. Prices of live non-fed cattle in Alberta reported on February 2nd were mixed compared to the previous week. D2 cows averaged 130.20 per hundredweight, which was up 287 over the previous week. And D3 cows were down 335 
per hundredweight from the previous week to average 111.13. And uh, Canfax reported a price on Alberta Fed steers last week, and it was uh, 217.50 per hundredweight. She is hoping for additional information as the January cold snap limited sales. It's all based on like privacy. So if Canfax doesn't get like enough volume in each category, they can't report it. And it's like based on having, I guess, good data. So they have to have enough. And then that's why you're not seeing the numbers, right? Because it's the, the cattle numbers are up quite a lot, but it's just, I guess they're not hitting all the categories, if that makes sense. Fonda Froats is a provincial cattle specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. Coming up next is Sask Canola holding a series of meetings this week. Again, we'll tell you when and where they are right after the break. We're back with Sask Ag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the program. Saskanola will be hosting three top-notch extension meetings in northwest Saskatchewan this week, today in Spiritwood, tomorrow in St. Walberg, and Thursday at Unity. Kaylee Kindrachuk is Saskanola's agronomy extension specialist. Not all producers are able to get to the larger centers for meetings, so we want to come out to them. So that's why we are coming out to some smaller locations in the Northwest this year. These meetings are planned in conjunction with Sask Barley and Sask Flax to bring agronomy and policy information right to farmers. Seven speakers are on the program agenda, which runs from 9.30 to 3.30. After an introduction from a Sask Canola director, Kaylee will be the first at the podium. We have a new on-farm research trials program called Top Notch Farming Trials. This will be the first year of results that we've got for our research program, and I'll be delivering that information to the growers in those areas. And this information is all fairly new. It hasn't been heard by too many producers, just the cooperators for the program. So farmers in the Northwest will be some of the first to hear this results. Another speaker is Stan Jeeves, who farms at Wolseley. He will speak about risk management tools for grain marketing. Then there will be an update on local crop research in each of the three locations. In each of the locations, we will be talking about some of the adopt research going on at some of the agri-arm sites in the province. And the easiest way to register is online at sascanola.com. There's no cost uh, to attend. This event is complimentary for farmers and agronomists, and we do have lunch for everyone. Again, here are the dates and locations for the Sask Canola Top-Notch Extension meetings today at the Spiritwood Civic Center, then tomorrow in St. Walberg at the Elks Hall, and Thursday the 8th at the Unity Community, Community Center Hall. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. On the other side of the break is today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers, and My Grain Exchange. Ready to market your 2023 crop? Head over to MyGrainExchange.com and try their low-risk low grain auctions. 
CN and CPKC Rail supplied a combined 77% of hopper cars ordered in Green Week 26, an improvement from the 58% order fulfillment performance seen in Week 25. The improvement in system performance reflects improved performance for each of CN and CPKC. In supplying 77% of cars ordered by shippers in Week 26, CN saw performance rebound somewhat from the 52% order fulfillment performance they posted in Week 25. CN performance remains below the 90% performance threshold for the fourth consecutive week. CPKC performance also improved, with the railway also supplying 77% of shipper orders in Week 26, an improvement from the 65% order fulfillment performance posted in Week 25. CPKC performance remains below the 90% threshold for the second consecutive week. The large net short position in canola futures held relatively steady during the week ended January 30th, with speculative traders making only minor adjustments. That's according to the latest Commitments of Traders report from the United States Commodity Futures Trading Commission. As of January 30th, the net managed money short position in canola futures came in at 131,534, which was up by roughly 200 contracts from the previous week. Open interest in the canola market came in at 292,495 contracts, which was up by 17,653 on the week. At the Chicago Board of Trade, the net short position in soybeans increased by about 5,000 contracts on the week at about 101,600 contracts. A train derailed yesterday afternoon in southern Alberta with multiple cars coming off the track. RCMP say a train derailed near Highway 873 and Range Road 142 just outside the city of Brooks. No injuries were reported. Police say about 17 cars carrying shipping containers with various products left the tracks. CPKC says its teams were responding to the site to begin a full assessment and cleanup. The cause of the derailment is under investigation. A company that makes animal-free milk and milk products has got the green light from Health Canada. Israeli startup Remilk, which uses the tagline Real Dairy, No Milk, has announced it had received a no-objection letter from Health Canada. This will open the door for use of Remilk's protein and a variety of products with the same taste and texture as milk, ice cream, yogurt, cream cheese, and more. According to Remilk's website, its products are developed using copies of the gene responsible for production of milk protein in cows. The gene is inserted into yeast and fermented where it multiplies rapidly and produces real milk proteins identical to those that cows produce. Canada joins the U.S., Israel and Singapore in giving remilk the go-ahead. Italian farmers protesting about red tape and cheap imports from outside the EU headed towards Rome in convoys of tractors yesterday while their colleagues in the north led a cow through the streets of Milan. 
Farmers from agricultural regions such as Tuscany headed south towards the capital, flying the Italian flag and carrying handwritten signs with slogans including, No Farmer, No Food. The Italian farmers share many of the grievances expressed by their counterparts in other parts of Europe during a wave of protests over the past few weeks. They complain that their products are being undercut by cheaper imports from areas outside the European Union, such as North Africa, rising fuel costs, and the impact of EU measures designed to protect the environment and counter climate change. And that's today's AgReview. I'm Doug Falk. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM Farm Precision Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary. Or visit MooseJawTruckShop.com. I'm here with Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. And Phil, what's the forecast looking like for today and for the rest of the work week? Well, pretty gray. That's really going to sum things up pretty well. Uh, temperature's not moving a whole lot either. There may be some flurries coming through during the afternoon and uh, really the next few hours more than anything else through the afternoon. There's not much moisture, though, and that's why uh, I'm not too concerned about these flurries producing anything as far as accumulation goes. In fact, could just easily be freezing drizzle. Temperature, most of the time, just below freezing. will be uh, creeping up toward one. At the very least, should be zero. Uh, so right in that barely positive range for a little while. Most of the day, we are negative. Mostly cloudy sky tonight as well. Maybe a few flurries developing through the night, but just like anything today, insignificant. Minus two is the low. Tomorrow, snow becomes a little steadier, and it picks up to the point of potential accumulation. Several things are going to be uh, significant factors, though, in that accumulation. Uh, Some of it is that it's warm. We'll see temperatures starting out at minus two, getting up to zero, even again, one degree. Not enough to change us over from snow to rain, but enough to keep the water content of the snow very high. That means the snowfall ratio, The when it's high, we call it the fluff factor because it causes that fluffier snow. This is just going to be a very wet snow without much fluff and that accumulation. Three to six centimeters during the day, two to four in the early part of Wednesday night. Most of us on the low side of that because of that high water content. It's also going to be fairly windy. Now, heavy wet snow doesn't blow around the same way powdery light, uh, powdery or fluffy snow does, but it'll still be uh, whipping around a bit with winds gusting over 35 to 40 kilometers per hour. We are positive very briefly on Wednesday. If we are, if we get above freezing for any length of time, that's it. Enjoy that because we're back to negative numbers for a while, which we should be at this time of year. Minus three Wednesday night, minus one the high on Thursday, and back you down to minus three on Friday, a mostly cloudy sky. Better chance for some brighter sky into the weekend. Minus three Saturday and pretty close to that on Sunday as well. Thank you very much, Phil. The normal highs for this time of year, minus eight degrees. Normal lows, minus 20. The sun rose in Regina at 826 this morning, and the sun will set at exactly six o'clock later today. Taking a look around the province, pretty mild. Cinnaboya, Weyburn, Yorkton, Melville, and Mooseman, minus 2. It's minus 1 in Estevan, Saskatoon, and Swift Current, minus 4. The warm spot in the province is in Coronac at 0.8 degrees, or if you want to round up to plus 1, that's fine too. Cold spot in Stony Rapids at minus 25.1. 
in Regina. A little bit of mist and a cloudy sky. North-northeast wind at 10 kilometers an hour. The humidity is at 88%. Temperature minus 4 or 26 Fahrenheit. And the barometric pressure is at 101.9 and rising. In Moose Jaw, some uh, fog, I should say. And a cloudy sky. I was going to mix those two words together. Northeast wind at 11 kilometers an hour. And the temperature minus 3. Again in Regina, cloudy and some mist. North-northeast wind at 10 kilometers an hour. And the temperature minus 4 degrees. We'll be back in a moment. Up next is uh, Canada's food professor, Sylvain Charlebois. He spoke before a House of Commons uh, committee this uh, today, and we're going to hear uh, what it was all about and what he had to say. Catch up with all your egg news anytime at saskegtoday.com. Now, back to Saskeg Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com Canada's big grocery companies found some allies at a meeting of the Commons Ag Committee this morning in Ottawa. It was the first meeting of the new year for the committee, and the topic was food affordability. For months now, the federal government and the NDP have been taking aim at companies like Loblaw, Metro and Empire suggesting those companies are making huge profits while many Canadians struggle to buy food. Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, Canada's food professor, has testified before the committee many times over the past few years. Each time, he points to their own studies at Dalhousie University that show grocery companies are not profiteering off food prices. But Charlebois says those same companies aren't squeaky clean when it comes to other issues like collusion. Here's part of his testimony this morning. We have consistently emphasized that there is no substantiated evidence of profiteering within the food retail industry. To complement our findings from, the last, from last year's reports, it is important to note that gross margins for all three major grocers have remained constant for over five years, as verified by auditors. In most cases, same-store sales growth has fallen below our national food inflation rate as well. Some experts, including recent committee witnesses, have, have made claims that grocers are consistently reporting record profits which may create sensational headlines. However, it is crucial to understand that due to inflation, companies should naturally report higher profits in nominal dollars each year. Accusations of profiteering in this context are unwarranted distractions. To address real issues, we must put the profiteering debate to rest. Charlebois goes on to say, one significant concern we've identified is the prevailing culture of copycatting, price coordination, and discount alignment with the grocery sector. An example of this is when Loblaw decided to discontinue its 50% discount policy, citing a need to align discounts with competitors. Additionally, practices like the so-called three-month blackout period where Grocers request suppliers to freeze prices can impact retail prices. Metro CEO Eric Laflèche has acknowledged that some food prices will rise in February due to the end of the price freeze, leading to increased price volatility. 
which is contrary to the desired outcome for Canadians, the ongoing red price scandal with three companies admitting guilt for their participation after nearly nine years is unacceptable. The Competition Bureau should take a more proactive role in monitoring potentially anti-competitive behavior. And lastly, I understand that this committee has already heard extensively about the importance of implementing a mandatory industry-led code of conduct. We cannot stress enough how crucial this step is. Mr. Galen Weston, recent testimony before the holidays, where he may have misconstrued how the code operates in Australia and its potential cost to Canadians needs clarification. The implementation of the code of conduct should be viewed as a priority if this committee is serious about achieving long-term food price stability. That's Canada's food professor, Dr. Sylvain Charlebois. There's also word that federal NDP leader Jagmeet Singh will be introducing a bill tomorrow in Parliament aimed at lowering food prices by increasing fines for grocery companies. Coming up next on Sask Ag Today, we're going to have a feel-good story where a significant investment was made to combat hunger in the city of Regina. We'll be back right after this. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small town number yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com A significant investment has been made to combat hunger in the city of Regina. The Mosaic Company announced a five-year $1 million contribution to the Regina Food Bank's Community Food Hub, which will help with program and operating costs. President and CEO of Mosaic, Bruce Bodine, says the investment is the latest in a long-term partnership with the Regina Food Bank. Our long-term partnership is definitely making a difference in the fight against hunger right here in Regina uh, by making food available when and where the community uh, needs it. And in 2020, as an example, we partnered together to bring the Mosaic Million Meal Challenge to the city. And since it began, the Regina community has raised funds and food totaling five million meals for our neighbors. And I think it often goes without recognizing these investments, what we do translates into meals for people. And five million meals is a staggering number when you really think about it. The full name is the Mosaic Market at the Community Food Hub. It's located at the former SLGA liquor store on 1881 Broad Street here in Regina. President and CEO of the Regina Food Bank, John Bailey, says the location will offer a shopping-like experience and will cater to dietary restrictions and other needs. Aside from the benefits of the folks we serve, this building is going to allow us to build our sustainability. It's going to allow us to manage our resources we're gonna reduce waste, and we're gonna make sure that we're giving people the food they want and they need. We're going to meet choice. The choice model will allow us to foster a sense of agency as folks are selecting the food they need for dietary reasons or for preference. The city of Regina pitched in $100,000 as well as leased a city-owned lot to the food bank, which Bailey says will be used as a place for people to hang out. 
Regina Mayor Sandra Masters commends the Food Bank and Mosaic for their continued partnership. And the Food Bank's long, longest standing food drive partner, the Mosaic Company, continues to be a shining example in our community, in this province and in this country, of what happens when industry and business invests with community support. Uh, I just want to wholeheartedly express my gratitude to Mosaic Company and the Regina and District Food Bank and everyone that contributes to this for your outstanding work in addressing food insecurity in our community. And to our residents again, thank you for volunteering. Thank you for supporting this. Please continue to do so. I think this is going to be an example of, of models across this country. Sask Party MLA for Lumsden Morse Blaine McLeod was also there for Thursday's announcement. He called the Community Food Hub a visionary project. Over the years, that partnership between Mosaic and the Food Bank has made a significant impact, ensuring food security and providing invaluable support to those in need. Literally a lifeline to so many people. Today serves as a powerful reminder and Mayor Masters touched on this in regards to communities coming together. It's a powerful reminder of the remarkable outcomes achievable when communities come together to support one another. The Regina Food Bank anticipates the grand opening of Regina's community food hub this summer. Coming up next on Sask Ag Today is the market update. We'll see how the grain prices at Viterra are doing for today. Keep it tuned here to 620 CKRM. We'll be back right after these messages. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Nelson GM and Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices at Viterra were up for the most part in early trading today. Canola is up $4.70 at $5.6482. And number one red spring wheat is up $0.06 cents at three sixteen oh one. The rest were unchanged. Durham 434.01, feed barley 230.08, chickpeas 1168.44, flax 606.04, lentils 756.50, oats 290.32, yellow peas 419.61, and feed wheat 238.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March is up two and a quarter cents. At six dollars and ninety-three and a quarter cents a bushel. Coming up is the livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at eight four two forty five seventy four. Now here are the latest livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of February 6th. Our last regular sale was on January 31st. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.25 to $1.45. D3 cows sold from $1.10 to $1.25. K1 
counter cows sold from 85 cents to a dollar. Heiferet sold from two dollars to 240, and good butcher bulls sold from a dollar 45 to a dollar 70. We had a pre-sorted calf sale here on January 29th. 300 400 pound steers averaged four dollars and sold up to four dollars and 44 cents. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged four dollars and 17 cents and sold up to four dollars and 44 cents. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged four dollars and 19 cents and sold up to four dollars and 44 cents. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged four dollars and four cents and sold up to four dollars and 33 cents. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged three dollars and 89 cents and sold up to four dollars and eight cents. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged three dollars and 65 cents and sold up to three dollars and 98 cents. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged three dollars and 50 cents and sold up to three dollars and 67 cents. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged three dollars and 28 cents and sold up to three dollars and 47 cents. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged three dollars and 11 cents and sold up to three dollars and 23 cents. And steers over 900 pounds averaged two dollars and 66 cents and sold up to three dollars and two cents. Heifers were about 40 to 50 cents back from the steers. This is been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. The latest pork prices are at $182.21 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. The European Union's executive arm is shelving an anti-pesticide proposal and yet another concession to farmers after weeks of protests that block major capitals and economic lifelines across the 27-nation bloc. Although the proposal had languished in EU institutions for the past two years, the move by European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen was the latest indication that the bloc is willing to let some environmental concerns slip to keep the farming community on its side. Farmers have insisted that measures like the one on pesticides would increase the bureaucratic burden and add to the price gap between the products and cheap foreign imports. On the markets, the TSX is up 82 points at 20,954. The Dow is up 94 points to 38,474. Oil is up 54 cents at $73.32 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 74.10 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Sask Ag Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Tuesday's edition of Sask Ag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have yourself a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.